And so today I want to have you to open your Bibles to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 3. I'm going to do two, two weeks on this. I'm going to do two weeks. But before I give you the solution, um, well, I'm going to talk about the symptom, but I'm going to give you part of the solution. How about that? Part of the solution. Part of the solution. So you got, so this is dose number one. You need two doses in order to fix this. Amen. Proverbs chapter three and verse five. Familiar passage. Trust in the Lord. You know it. With all your heart. We've heard it. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He will make your path straight. I'm going to read verse 7. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. And what will happen? It will be healing to your body and refreshment to your bones. I want to talk about this morning unstuck in your finances. Unstuck. Remember, it's two doses. Unstuck in your finances. I wanted to open this message this morning with a question. And, and I know that this question may not be relevant to everybody. But I do know that possibly you've been there. Uh, or maybe this is not your struggle. Um. Uh, And the question is, are you in a financial rut? Are you in a financial rut? Or maybe you're not in a financial rut, but you have faced financial storms. Financial situations can feel like an immovable object. Sometimes that cannot be moved and is keeping you from making the progress towards your goals. The situation may feel terrible, even hopeless. The good news is that it doesn't have to be that way. To become unstuck, something needs to change. Come on, somebody. If I would ask everyone here, are you in a good financial place right now? You probably would say, I need some improvement. There's some things that I need. I'm getting by. Come on, somebody. I'm, I'm, I'm getting by, Pastor. I'm doing, you know, we, we good. But we could be better. Come on, somebody. It's amazing because Jesus knew, amen, that finances is like a test. Amen. It's a test of the heart. Jesus says where your treasure is, there also is your heart. It's amazing because when you think about, I I was thinking he would say where your heart is, there your treasure is. 
But where your treasure is, there's your heart because we make decisions with our finances. And some of us, have you ever felt stuck financially? Amen. Come on, come on, come on, come on now. Have you ever felt like, amen, you, you, just, you just can't get ahead or you, you've gotten ahead, but it seems like there's still more to go? Amen. How many of you want to do better financially? Come on, somebody. All right. How many of you today would like to get out of debt? How many of you here today would like to manage better? How many of you today would like to fix your credit? Amen. Or even start on your retirement. Amen. Amen. I, I, I know. Pay off your house. Come on, somebody. Uh, pay off your car and, and be able to live comfortably. Anybody? Everything we do to some degree equates to money. Am I right about it? And, and, I, and I wanted to start here today because I, I'll give you the rest of the story next week. But I, I believe, I believe with all my heart that it begins with wisdom. I believe that everything begins with being wise. I believe you can have self-discipline. You can have structure. You can have a plan. But if you don't have wisdom. Come on, somebody. If you don't have wisdom, I believe that you can mismanage. Come on, somebody. You can make wrong decisions with your finances. And maybe this morning you're stuck financially because you lack wisdom. Do I have anybody? The writer begins telling his son. Proverbs is a book that's written. Amen. To help one learn how to conduct their life in a certain way. And I want to tell you something. Many years ago, I struggled financially. I, I, want, I asked a question. I said, why? I'm a Christian. I love God. Uh, I, I give. Come on, somebody. I, 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 I serve but I struggled financially. And I couldn't understand why I was stuck. I felt like I would never move from where I was. Amen. I worked hard. I made money, but it had wings. It just flew away. But I was a tither. And I believed what my pastor said, that when you tithe, God will give back to you. And I believed those principles. And God was giving back to me, but I lacked wisdom. I lacked the wisdom along with the discipline. Hallelujah. But I put myself in a position where it seemed impossible. But I thank God for wisdom. Do I have anybody? The Bible says in the book of James, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Do I have anybody here this morning that's in a financial storm right now? Or maybe you're in a financial trial right now. Because the context to James says, he says, consider it all joy. 
when you encounter various trials. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And he says, let endurance have its perfect way. He says, but if any of you lacks wisdom, hallelujah to his holy name. He says, let him ask of God who gives without reproach. Amen. But he says, when he asks, he must ask in faith. Not doubting for the one who doubts ought not to expect that he will receive anything from God. Tell your neighbor, unstuck. Lord, I need wisdom in my finances. My situation is not impossible. Bills are high. Change is strange. Come on, somebody. Folk tripping. I got to screen all my calls. Come on, somebody. You know if it's 800, you ain't answered. <laughs> Come on, say amen. I feel like I'm stuck, Chris. I'm stuck here. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I thank God that he gives us the formula. Let's look at it. Proverbs chapter 3. I just want to show you verse, verse one is, is powerful. He says, my son, see, this is what happens sometimes. We are very forgetful people. You see, Alzheimer's has been in our lineage for a long time. <laughs> Children of Israel would constantly forget God. And God would constantly say, don't forget the Lord when you get in the land. Don't forget when you get over. Don't forget when you get your blessing. Don't forget when I bless you. But they would constantly keep forgetting. Matter of fact, Deuteronomy 30 is all about don't forgetting, but then they still end up forgetting. So Alzheimer's been in our genes for a long time. He says, my son, do not forget my teaching." But let your heart keep my commandments. And what will happen? He says, for the length of days and years of life and peace. See, if you want peace in this life, don't forget the teaching. If you want a better situation financially, apply the principles of God's word and you will have peace in the midst of your storm. As a matter of fact, you'll stop stressing out, watch this, and you'll add some years to your life. Somebody here today, you're stressing out, so you drink all the time to try to forget the problems that you have, or you smoke too much, so you try to forget the problems that you have, but I want to tell you something, that's, that's going to take away from your life. I'm not talking about y'all, I'm just talking about somebody. Y'all with me? Amen. You know, we drink to forget. Am I right? Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. We, we overspend to forget. Come on, somebody. You know you weren't supposed to buy that. <laughs> you, knew, you, knew you, you knew you needed to pay something off, but you rather spend to ignore what's inevitable. They come and get it. Come on, say amen. amen. For real. 
And we could talk about the situations, but we got to deal with it. But here's what he says. He says, my teaching add years to your life. Man, I used to stress out about money all the time. think that's why I ain't got no hair on my head right now and why I'm gray. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Stress, financial stress. But I thought I was stuck. Until I found the key in God's word. Watch this. Watch this. Watch what he says. He says in verse 5. It says trust in the Lord. With all your heart. Now contextually I can use this for whatever context I'm talking about. Right? Because it's a proverb, it's isolated, so I could use it in the context of finances, right? But I was wrestling with this point. I was wrestling with this point, right? Because he, because the word to trust means literally to fall down. Watch this. To feel secure. Now think about this for a minute. What makes us feel secure? <laughs> What makes us feel like we're untouchable at times? Like nothing, you know, I, I mean, I'm good. Let's think about this, right? The more money we have, right, the, the better we feel. You ever, you ever, I see you on payday. How you feel on payday? Attitude changes on payday. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Amen. But, but there's something I want to show you about how to become unstuck. So the first thing is, if you're going to become unstuck in your finances, is this. Start by removing suspicion and trusting God with your finances. A lot of us are suspicious about God and our money. Is it going to work? Is it not going to work? I've been given, but it ain't happening. I'm a little suspect about where the church is, what the church is doing with the money. So I just, I passed and got new shoes. What's up with that? You know, I'm just saying, I'm just trying to say, here's the thing. You will never trust if you're always walking around with suspicion. We can't trust if we're suspicious. Listen, you can't trust your wife if you're suspicious of her. Come on, say amen, y'all. Come on, y'all. If you suspect about her, babe, where you been? <laughs> and a lot of us, watch this, the reason we can't trust God with our money because the relationship hadn't been all that good with God. And when you've had a bad relationship with money, watch this, now you're asking me to trust God with it, then that's where the problem comes. He says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. The, the feeling you get when you have money, watch this, you got to have that same feeling when you're with the Lord. Why do people feel bad when they don't have money? Because they trusted too much. You ever notice that when you're broke, how you feel? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Listen, listen. You ever, you ever, you, I mean, seriously. Come on, y'all. You, you ever notice after you pay all the bills, how you feel? 
<laughs> Come on, somebody. How do you feel? How do you feel? Watch this. It shows who you trust. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. How do you know that you're trusting him with all your heart? Because you're willing to release it all to him. Because you're willing to say, God, I trust you. See, I trust you. And I'm not even talking about tithing. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about trusting God over money. Trusting God over the situation. Trusting God over whatever you're facing right now. The money issue is just a little piece of the issue. But for most of us, we think that the money is the major issue that we're having right now. So if I have more. Come on, somebody. Everything is going to be all right. Come on, say amen, Victoria. Because you say when I get enough money, then I'll be able to do such and such and such and such and such and such. But if you show up broke, God will take your brokenness. Watch this. You better hear me on this. And he will turn that stuff around for you and he will elevate you that you will become a blessing and be blessed at the same time. Check it out. When I had money in my pocket, I felt like a man. I felt like, man, yeah, I'm on this thing now. But listen, listen, I found out that my trust was in money. Saints, listen to me real good. It's not about you becoming successful. It's about you wanting more money. You're not me. Yes, it is. Because watch this, if it ain't about money, do it for free. Show up to work and say, uh, furlough my pay. <laughs> if, if you want to get unstuck, you have to trust God, that God knows all about your well-being. This trust as I said, it means to rest in the Lord. It means to stay in God. It means to rely on him. It means not to panic when you don't have. But isn't that what we do? I believe that the reason we're stuck upon stuck is because when we get stuck financially, what do we do? We borrow to get stuck again. And then, and then look, and then the, we're stuck in that. So we got to get unstuck from that and that. And some of you are not struggling like that because you're balling. But I want to tell you something. Your trust has to be in God. I believe that God wants to give you more. But he wants you to trust him more. And if we trust him more than anything in this world, more than money, more than success, more than, listen, they threaten you at the job and all this other stuff. Listen, you go at it right, don't you? But if you trust God, he's going to change your attitude. You ain't got to perform. You just got to be there. You ain't got to act no certain kind of way. You don't even have to look for opportunities because God will put those opportunities in your lap because he says, you trust me more than anything else in the world. Who do you trust? I know the money saying God we trust, but that's a misnomer. Come on, y'all. That's a misnomer. We don't trust in God in America. We trust in money. Am I right about it? 
and everything points to money. But the Bible says, trust in the Lord, not with some, and see, we compartmentalize God in certain areas. You ever notice you do good in your prayer life because that costs you nothing. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. You know why I stopped giving away Bibles? Because <laughs> it wasn't costing nobody. Now. And I found out when you give stuff away, people don't appreciate it, but when it costs you something. I'm going to still give you a Bible now. Don't, don't. I remember when I started Mount Gilead, I was so broke, I couldn't pay attention. For in church, <laughs> yeah. y'all know what I mean. You're thinking about your bills. You're trying to listen to the pastor like, yeah, I'm out here with you saying, dude, but we ain't got no food. All right? And I don't want no food stamps. I want to eat what I want to eat. So now I got an attitude with my brokenness, right? <laughs> you know how we get, you know how we feel entitled and stuff, right? We broke, but we want to be picking and choosing. I don't want no canned pears. I don't want no, shoo, you can keep that. And so the brother brought me, they had Bibles. They brought me Bible, right? The brother says, $10. I ain't got that $10, man. He said, don't worry about it. We'll get another time. And do you know for six months, this brother asked me every Sunday for that $10. I felt so bad. That's why I decided when I started this church, I wasn't going to charge nobody for a Bible. But point is, I felt like, man, I can't even afford a $10 Bible. But the Lord, I found out I had to change. Why you do what you do? What you do? Why you do what you do? Why are you doing what you're doing anyways? But I'm doing this because I'm trusting him. And tell your neighbor he'll take care of all your needs. Do you not know? I got 11 minutes. Watch this. But do you not know? Watch this. That the Bible says, David said, I've been young and now I'm old. Now, do you believe this? But I've never seen the righteous. Try him. Try him. Stop trusting in your money. Change your trust. Stop being suspicious about where the money's going to, okay? We got to pay bills, y'all. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Let me go, let me go. He says, and do not lean on your what? You, you, know, what that, you know what that means? That, that word has the idea of ability. Well, I'm a good money manager, you know. I, I know how to handle this thing. Do, do not, because watch this. Because what you don't understand is that our ability and our understanding and our comprehension is flawed by sin. <laughs> Amen. So here's how you become unstuck. Ready? Next point. Seek wisdom from who? From where? To what? To notice I'm using a, I'm using a, I'm using a um, 
Christian terminology. I, I was going to say manage, you know, it's the same word, Benny, but I wanted to stay contextually correct because a steward is one who manages something he does not own, so that ain't your money. It ain't your body. It ain't your life. That's Ebonics right there. It belong. you belong to God. So seek wisdom. God, give me the wisdom to, to, to navigate. Listen, self-discipline. Try that first. <laughs> Listen, you know what happens? Your, un- your understanding may lead you to ruin. The Bible says instruct those who are rich in the world, in this world, to be careful that they do not become consumed in it so that they end up in ruin. Do I have anybody? You see, we're tempted to trust the wisdom of the stock market. Have you checked the stock market out lately? <laughs> Amen. And some of us like to shoot craps, you know, and stuff like that. Not y'all. I, I had a flashback. <laughs> but when you get them scratch-offs, you shooting craps. When you play them numbers, you, 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 you shoot. Yeah, you're shooting dice when you when you go get give me give me uh fifteen, twenty two, and three. I don't even know how you play it now. <laughs> but, but watch this. Where did you learn money management? It's a good question, ain't it? Do you not know that the Bible talks more about money than it does prayer? Do you not know that there are principles in God's word where you can take your little and watch it grow? Wisdom to steward it. Amen. There are, there are little little principles that you can start doing, right? So so like so like I'm just just illustrating. Watch this. Uh, uh, my 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 yearly dues, you know, um, uh, association fees and you know taxes and all that kind of stuff what i do now is i have an envelope right and i broke it down to every week what i need to put in that envelope for next year just just wisdom just and and then here's the thing i got the discipline but god gave me the wisdom just to put it up tires for my car i know i need tires see we're stuck because we won't do and so what happens is we get hit Listen, you can't go get no new house if you got bad credit. I mean, you can, but do you want to pay? So what would be the first thing? Let's just use some wisdom strategies. You ready? What would be the first thing to take care of? (laughs) You know what? So why are you hanging out? All right. That's real. You know, if, if you're trusting God and using his principles from his word, you will become unstuck. God will elevate you financially. You know why? Because he knows now that you're ready to be a channel. And you know what God is looking for? He's looking for some channels. He's looking for some people that, that trust him more than their resources. 
He's looking for some people who will use the principles from the word to steward not just their finances, but their whole life. You've been trusted in what you know. How far have you gotten? Do I have anybody? I know better. You know, my kids do that all the time. They think they know. Uh Uh-oh. They don't like when I put them in the sermon, y'all. Amen. They think they know. So so they all, Daddy, I know. (laughs) Amen. I know. I know. Okay, all right, you know. Trust in the Lord with what? All your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Watch what it says. It says, in all your ways, in all your ways, do what? Whew. Now, 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 that's not just, God, thank you. That, that's not what he's talking about. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's not just, oh, I acknowledge that this came from God. To acknowledge someone and say, oh, I see you. But that ain't what that word means. You know what that word means? It means to cohabit. Amen. To be familiar with. Oh, Lord Jesus. It means that God and I, we have a relationship. But our relationship is not just, God, what you can do for me. It's, God, how can I live to glorify you? Because, watch this, we don't just look at each other, we live together. We cohabit together. My life is about glorifying you. My life is about giving you praise. In other words, it's trusting God extensively. Watch this. In all your ways, we are not merely to acknowledge God's lordship over our religious life. We are to bring God's truth. Watch this. And bear Every in every aspect of our lives, we are to trust him in how we run our families, in how we run our education, our careers, watch this, our finances, and even our friendships. In other words, it's to include God in everything. So, so what's the next thing? The next thing is stop leaving God out of your financial decisions. Who told you to buy that anyways? Well, Pastor, I needed it. Have you, to- have you talked to God about it? You say, uh, bring your bills to God. Oh, man, I can give you a testimony about that. I was so stressed out. Have you ever seen a stressed out bird? The Bible says, look at the birds up there. <laughs> they don't even, listen, they're not as stressed out as we are. We're made in God's image. But they rely on their creator to provide for them. What if we had a bird type mentality? Put some respect on my name. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? What if we had that kind of mentality? The mentality that God, I'm not going to worry about this stuff this week. I'm not going to drink myself under the table. I'm not going to, come on somebody. I'm not going to do escapist things to not deal with reality. God, I'm going to trust you. God, I'm going to believe you. God, I bring these bills before you. I'm going to pull my credit report at creditreport.com, amen, I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to start praying over this stuff. 
Come on, y'all. And then here's the thing, right? Some of us think that material things is what's going to make you happy. That ain't going to make you happy. That's not going to make you happy. So you get the house. But it's not a home. Come on, somebody. You get the car, cars. Amen. I'm going to leave that right there. What if you acknowledge that God is the owner of everything? Amen. And you, and watch this. And, and, and the question is, what if you would acknowledge that he's owner of everything? Would you trust him more? Would you trust him more? Oh, come on, somebody. What, what do you think will happen to your life if you say, God, today I will surrender all of my everything and I'm going to stop worrying. I'm going to trust you. What if you were to do that today? What do you think would happen to you today? And listen, and the thing about God, he's not a genie, y'all. God is not a genie. He's not a, he's not someone you go to just for stuff. God wants to cohabit with you. He wants a relationship with us. Come on, somebody. My last thing. Last point. He says, verse five, verse six. He says, in all your ways, what? In all your ways, acknowledge him. Verse six. And what will he do? What will he do? Tell your neighbor he can fix it. Tell your neighbor he can fix it. Tell your neighbor for real he can fix it. Tell your neighbor, now don't lie to me now because you seem like you're doubting a little bit. Tell your neighbor he can, have you seen my credit? I can't fix your criminal record, but I can fix your credit. Y'all, that's a joke, y'all. Come on, laugh with me. He can fix it. He can fix that too. My pastor, Pastor Randall, he told me he had record long as on. But he went to American Airlines. And the guy that interviewed him had just gotten saved that day, that weekend. And there's no chance that he should have been working for American Airlines. But God grant him favor, tell the neighbor he can fix it. And let me tell you what he did. He said he hired him and he stayed there for 30 years. And prove that Jesus cannot just fix it, but he could fix him. Do I have anybody? So you know what my last point is? Hold on. Here's my last point. Stop it. Tell your neighbor, stop it. You got to wake up your neighbor. Wake up your neighbor. Tell your neighbor to stop it. Stop it, man. Stop panicking. Stop panicking, y'all. He's a way maker. He's a path maker. He's a career maker. He's a business maker. Come on, somebody. He can cause you. Hallelujah. He can open. Listen, when it says he will make your path straight, he'll make something that was never there in the first place. What you never thought you could do, God can do for you. But it all goes back 
to verse 5. Trust. I believe that many of us are stuck because we don't trust. Listen to this. If you went to the doctor, right? Because of a general need to improve your health and said, Doc, I'm just not healthy. I'm always tired. I'm constantly getting sick. Can you help me? What would the doctor say to you? She would look at you and say, listen, you're going to have to tell me everything because I can't just give you a physical checkup. You're going to have to tell me how you're sleeping. Uh, How well do you sleep? How many hours do you sleep? You have to tell me about your eating. What do you eat? How often do you eat? Amen. How many hours are you working? How satisfied are you at work? Right? You have to tell me about your personal stresses that, that may happen in your life. You've got to tell me everything. And if you look at her and said, now, wait a minute, Doc. You stick to the physical. <laughs> I, I don't want to talk to you about my personal stresses. I, I don't want to talk to you about what's happening at home with me and my wife. I don't want to talk to you about that. That's not your department. Help me with my health. What do you think she'll say? She'll tell you, I'm sorry, they're all connected. Amen. It is in the same way God says, you come to me because you want meaning. Because you want renewal. Because you want strength. Because you want to get out of debt. Because you want forgiveness. But if you don't tell me everything. And if you don't talk to me about your money, (laughs) how can I help you? A lot of people want to be spiritual. (laughs) Come on, somebody. But they don't want to talk to God about their money. They don't want to talk to God about their money. They want to, they don't want to include God in their finances, but yet they want stuff from God. Can I tell you something, Dave? Today, if you want to become unstuck, you ready for this? You got to tell God everything. You got to tell God everything. And if you don't tell him everything, you know, money is a private matter for some people. For all of us. It's private. It's private. But you know what I can tell about a person?